Welcome to CEF Insights, your source for closed-end fund information and education, brought to you by the Closed-End Fund Association. Today we are joined by Axel Merck, President and Chief Investment Officer, and Peter Melitis, Portfolio Manager for Merck Investments. We're so glad you both can be with us. Great to be with you. Axel, when we last spoke about a year ago, we were about three or four months into the economic impact of the pandemic. Today, we have significant vaccine distribution, reopening in most states, as well as unprecedented fiscal stimulus, with more being discussed in Washington. Your firm regularly publishes economic and market research. What is your view on the U.S. economy, as well as your expectations for 2021? Well, the, the reason we do these things, of course, is because we want to know what the implications are for the markets, because the big bear markets don't happen during economic expansions. And I think it's quite apparent is we are indeed in an economic expansion. We are going unprecedented money at the opening. Uh, I'm calling here from California, where in addition to the federal and monetary stimulus, the states wants to spend another $100 billion. And of course, globally, while they may be a little different, the efforts COVID has really turned the corner in many places. Even in India, the new infection rates appear to be coming down a little bit. And so we are going to have a quite a, a coordinated global recovery. If anything, the rest of the world is quite possibly going to even, even overtake us in, as far as the growth is concerned in, in various parts of the world. And so that, of course, provides a backdrop, um, which is, uh, let's just say, most interesting. Merck Investments focuses on gold, precious metals, and minerals. Can you discuss your outlook for this sector, given your thoughts on the broader U.S. economy? Yes, yeah, so the, the traditional gold investor, I, I usually say there are three types of gold investors. There's the, uh, and including the, the precious metals and mining. One is the, the diversification investor. One is the investor focused on inflation. And, and one is uh, the speculator. And uh, for diversification, gold and gold mining has been a tad more correlated with risk assets, uh, meaning uh, equities, uh, traditional S&P or funder type of equities than maybe I would have liked. But those sort of correlations tend to break down. And indeed, we've had, after a little bit of a lull for a few months, we've had increased interest again in gold and precious metals that we have been able to see in what we do. And part of that, I believe, is, is the second type of investor, the investor concerned about inflation. Now, policymakers have been telling us, hey, don't worry about the current inflation numbers. And indeed, the year-over-year comparisons are just extreme because of the lockdown and the pandemic. But what I'm concerned about is what I alluded to earlier, is this massive fiscal and monetary stimulus that's thrown at the problem, combined with a commitment by policymakers not to do anything about it. It doesn't have to be this way. Tiff Macklin, the head of the Bank of Canada, he said, well, things are getting better, so why don't we keep adjusted that? And he doesn't slam the brakes, but he, he doesn't provide this illusion that we can run this economy hot potentially. And so that's the sort of investor that is concerned about these things and is mining gold and precious metals at this stage. And, and then the speculator, well, they, they these days tend to focus on even more volatile things in the digital currency space or whatever you want to call those things. And so we've had fairly little, quote-unquote, speculation, I would say, in that space for now. Thanks, Axel. Peter, you manage ASA Gold and Precious Metals Limited, symbol ASA. Can you discuss the benefits and risks that investors should consider from a portfolio of companies in the precious metals and mineral sector? Sure. Precious metal sector, gold in particular, is, is can be quite volatile, and, and people are looking for a hedge in their portfolios. But we look at 
the economic outlooks that people have, and that is why you know people should if they believe in gold should look at something like ASA. It has companies that are invested in the sector have similar sort of uh, volatilities around gold, but then has extra leverage to the gold price. So one of the benefits is it acts as a hedge against the rest of your portfolio. And uh, in addition, it can also give you some leverage to the gold price over time. In terms of risk, obviously, there's always a concern around geopolitics. The companies that we invest in have assets throughout the world, and that can cause uh, some concern. But the diversification of the portfolio has a tendency to offset a lot of that concern. Additionally, you have the issue with companies underperforming operations. And we have a tend- hopefully, again, diversification of the portfolio works as a hedge against that. But also, we have an understanding and we constant communication with companies. So we have a good feel for how these companies are acting and performing in the current environment. Peter, Merck Investments is an active investment manager. What advantages do you see for an active manager with respect to managing risk and adding to performance for a fund like ASA? So we at Merck have been uh, in this sector for a long time prior to our taking over ASA. The team at Merck has been looking at the economics of the uh, for a long time. And then I've worked at other hedge mutual funds looking at the mining sector for over 10 years. I've spent a lot of time traveling around the world, visiting in sites, beating management teams. And we have a close uh, dialogue with a lot of these companies and investors. So we know where a lot of hot spots are and uh, where the key investments should be made. We believe that in a sector with the size of the gold sector, an active manager can have access to information and be able to digest it at a speed that's a lot quicker than the general investor. Like I said, I've known these management teams and these assets for a long time. By visiting these sites, we have an idea of how they're looking at the environmental and social impact of these assets within their communities. And we also have an understanding of when something has potentially gone wrong, whether that the headline risk really is a meaningful risk or if it's something to be less concerned about. So we believe that an active manager in this sector can outperform over time, and that's what we aim to do. Peter, we spoke about the U.S. economy earlier. How does this outlook impact the way you structure your portfolio? Well, I'm fortunate enough to have a team at Merck who has been doing this for a long time. And we have in-depth weekly calls on the economy, but we also speak daily about how how things appear. And, and I rely on them because they're experts. And so they guide me in how I look at the economy. And so from there, I generate and I kind of a feel for what the gold sector should do. And that's how I invest. You know, we've only been managing ASA for two years. We've been fortunate that the gold market has been fairly solid most of the time. And so it really hasn't affected our stance on where we think gold is going. We've looked at the, the structure of the industry in itself and have changed the portfolio in a way that we've invested along market caps and different size of companies in how we think the, the gold industry is going to react to the gold price and invest in the different sectors within the gold space. Are valuations in the precious metal space at attractive levels? We continue to believe that the valuations are positive for the sector. The gold price has rallied quite significantly, and companies are generating significant amounts. The large caps are generating a significant amount of free cash flow, and the balance sheets are in great shape. Operationally, they all, the majority of these companies are performing quite well. And thus, we still think there's a significant opportunity in the gold space. We have a positive bias towards the gold price, but within that, we also look for companies that have 
are could be at inflection points or have the chance to outperform the general sector in the space. Where do you see the best opportunities among precious metals companies? We continue to think that you go down in market cap has the best risk reward option for the sector. The large caps continue to do great work generating cash flow. We believe that their growth profile is not as great as it could be. And so we've moved down in the producer space. We've done the mid and small cap where these companies can have growth in their production profile, uh, where they are increasing production, likely decreasing costs, and increasing their free cash flow. And then we've also moved down into the development and exploration play, where we see companies that are developing some of the larger projects in the world, and then exploration companies that are spending a lot of money finding the next uh, big projects. We continue to believe that the large cap and the mid cap names are going to continue to focus on building their production profile. And the way they do that now is by investing in some of the uh, smaller cap development and exploration names and hope that uh, that's where they're going to backfill. A lot of these companies, the large cap companies, have not been spending as much on exploration as they have in the past. And if you look at their production profiles, they fall over the next five to 10 years and need to backfill those numbers. And so the way they're going to do that is likely through the M&A space by buying the development and exploration companies and adding them to their portfolios. Thanks, Peter. Axel, investors are increasingly considering the potential for higher inflation after several years of very low inflation rates. Do you believe an allocation to equities of companies in the precious metals sector can provide some inflation protection for an investor's diversified portfolio? If you look at the the space, the mining companies are already very profitable, many of them at least, in the in the current inflation environment and particularly in the, in the context of, of the price of gold and given the costs that are around. So we don't even need a significantly higher inflation for that space to potentially do well. Um, when we look at, at uh, gold and gold miners, they mostly react to changes in inflation expectations. And so when they go up, then that space tends to do well on the real interest rates, especially if you look at longer-term interest rates. If you look at shorter-term inflation numbers, um, on, on the very short end of just looking at CPI or something like that, there isn't much of a correlation between inflation goals, except historically speaking, when inflation goes above 3 or 4%, or 4% in particular, um, those are obviously high numbers, but then broader range of investors are stepping onto the space. So, And, and so taking... Together, to, to us anyway, uh, while the space, the, the equities are, are clearly rather volatile, there is a place for diversifying into that space because we do think that the, the cash that's generated there is important and, and supporting the space. And uh, we think that the opportunities are, are nice given the not so quote unquote nice policies um, at the Federal Reserve and fiscal authorities in the context of, of pushing inflation higher. But, but yes, um, so we think that it might be worthwhile to look at that space for diversification purposes. Cryptocurrencies have been grabbing headlines and providing sometimes outsized returns, albeit with tremendous volatility. Some even believe they compete with precious metals as a store of value. What is your view on the rise of cryptocurrencies and their place in investment markets? 
I can give you several answers on that. The, the first one I think I alluded to earlier, that the, the gold investors is really uh, several different types of investors, one of them being the speculators. And the speculators, they like a good ride. They like volatility. And, and so those sort of folks are currently focused on the crypto space, and they'll go wherever that is acute. And uh, if the, the precious metals space is going to be more volatile again, uh, they might well return. On a broader level, to look at the entire space, I think of it a little bit like Netscape in the in the early 90s. And notably, Netscape isn't around anymore, but the internet certainly is. And so there are a lot of smart people working on the crypto sector. And I have no idea what incarnation of crypto is going to prevail down the road. I don't think any of the incarnations we see right now is, is the answer. I am actually quite concerned what's happening on the central bank digital currency side because you can do a lot of things, uh, but most notably you can disrupt the entire foundation of the credit-driven society where we rely on banks as intermediaries. You can cut those out, and I think that's one of the things that, that keeps the Federal Reserve and others awake at night. At the other end of the spectrum, you can, of course, confine people immediately or you can debase the value with digital currency. So there's a lot of stuff that can happen when you move entire society in that direction. When it comes to gold, I think the historic place that gold has shown as a quote-unquote store of value, even with the volatility it has with regard to any currency, is, in my view, a convincing one. Ultimately, people invest in anything, really, because they want to be a step ahead of the erosion of the purchasing power of a currency. And then for some people, I suppose that that's crypto. To me, though, at the current incarnation of what we see, it's mostly speculative. And uh, it's, that's really a far cry, what one would call a store of value. Excellent, Peter. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we want to thank you for tuning into another CEF Insights podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.cefa.com. 